0: Hello and welcome to Deep Soul Dive, a podcast where we check the small talk at the door and dive right into the topics that don't often come up in polite conversation. My name is Karen, I'm an astrologer and spiritual coach and I invite you to join me and my guests as we dive right into all topics to do with life, death and our place in the universe. I am so thrilled to be here and to be sharing this with you, because honestly, this podcast has been a long time coming. It's something that's been swimming around in my mind for quite a while, and I completely got in my own way about it. And now I'm just finally so excited to be sharing it and putting it out into the world and to have you listening. That feels really good. So thank you for being here. Today I'm speaking with Chelsea Hanwald of Allow the Sun. Chelsea is an applied theatre practitioner, Reiki healer and awesome tarot and oracle card reader based out of Queens in New York. In our conversation today, Chelsea and I talk about listening to your intuition, of keeping an eye out for the magic of synchronicities, of overcoming negative self-talk and like that getting out of your own way when it comes to those ideas and dreams that you have for your life. We touch on reconnecting with your ancestry and Chelsea tells us some about her Sober Curious journey as well. Chelsea is a Leo sun, Aquarius moon, which is perfect for this podcast to be coming out on our beloved Leo full moon. So it's all feeling really magical and special, and I'm really so happy that you're here to listen. So with that, please enjoy. Hi, Chelsea. So great to have you here. Hey, Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so, so excited to have you on the podcast. Also, you are my first interview. So thank you so much (laughs) for being trusting with, with me in this process. So, and I think it's going to be really good. I think we're going to have a good conversation. I want to talk a little bit about how we know each other. First of all, just to kind of contextualize for anyone listening. So we met through radical awakenings, right. Which is formerly Mm -hmm. known as moon club, like group mentoring, spiritual practice community can you tell me about like how you got into that into radical awakenings and all of that back then
1: yeah so it was actually like when they talk about like the divine timing it was perfect I was going through a a lot during the time when moon club was started and I actually was on the very first zoom call with (laughs) Ruby Warrington and Alexander Roxo. I had learned about Alexandra through another podcast and I was like okay let's let's see what this is and it just it was all just meant to be I signed up became a member and then it really was just after I signed up then a lot of other things happened in my life like I went through a breakup I started grad school and it was really just the community that I needed and I know at the time we had the Facebook group, so I would see your posts all the time. And I think that's how we <laughs> got yeah. connected, you know, like something was drawing, you know, us <laughs> to each other, <laughs> yeah, each other through. Because there's like hundreds through. of people in that group, right?
0: And yeah. you just kind of resonate with some people who have some, you know, we, we have some connection and yes. here we are
1: today. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs>
0: So yeah, I guess like that leads nicely into like, I'd love to just allow you to introduce yourself and what you do and where you are.
1: Yeah. So so I'm originally from the central coast of California. So I think I'll always be like sunny California (laughs) girl at heart, but I've been, I've been in um, New York city for about eight years now, which is really insane to say. And so I'm in Astoria, New York and Queens. And I have my background is in education. So I've been an early childhood um, teacher for about 10 years. But this year I've transitioned into more of what I've studied in my master's program, which is applied theater. So it's using theater to work with communities, education, I started a company with my thesis partners called the Journey Theater Project. And so we do a lot of work using theater, addressing anti-racist work and anti-bias curriculum. And so that's my, you know what I do in the daytime or whatever you want to say like work you know preschool education I teach I do uh, teach yoga with kids I'm randomly teaching a debate class right now so a lot I'm just trying on a lot of different hats doing the teaching artist work as well as during the pandemic I started I changed my I just first started out changing my Instagram name to allow the sun and now it's blossom into my, my really my spiritual mystical practices and sharing that with others. So that includes doing oracle readings. And I do embodied oracle readings where I use my theater background to put the the cards and the messages and, the, you know, the archetypes and actually like work, you know, work through them in your body, as well as I do Reiki. And, and really just holding space (laughs) for, for folks and communities. And I love doing online, you know, meetups and connecting in that way with people that I'm friends with all over the, the place. So that has been, you know, one big blessing is connecting a lot more with people over zoom. Yeah. So that was a lot. <laughs> That's great.
0: And, then, yeah. and, and just to hear like, which I feel like perhaps a lot of people can resonate is that the the pandemic was this like forcing function into like a, something that like was probably on our lists for a while. And then you're kind of given, you know, if you had the privilege of the, of the space and the time to take during the pandemic and, you know, moving forward with something that was on the back burner. So I love that. Yeah. So the, the first question I want to ask you and what I ask everyone who comes on the podcast is what is a topic of conversation that you wish people talked about more? Like as we progress along a spiritual journey, we're just like small talk and this kind of shallow living and shallow talking doesn't resonate mm-hmm. or it drains us. So what is something that like, if you were
1: given a chance, you'd love to just like share with someone? Ooh, this is what's coming up to me right now is like talking about so the work that what I've kind of honed in and tapped into what I think is a skill that, or I don't even know what you say, it's skill or just mystical or the numinous that you can't describe is like energy. So, <laughs> you know, so like for me, I'm like, even talking about this question, is like, it honestly depends on like, I can feel the energy when I, you know, meet somebody, I can I can kind of really tell like what I can say and what I, you know, or how to say it in a way that's going to be digestible. I also, um, recently I watched the show. Well, it's based on the book, Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn. Mm -hmm. So she goes, so I've been watching a lot since after watching the show, it's, it really like hit me hard emotionally. And so I've been watching interviews with, with the cast and with Gillian, Talking about how, so she she's interested in more of the like the shadow of like feminine and women characters, and talking about like the intergenerational like violence within the, like within women the like women side of the family, and so that there's been a lot of like synchronicities with that book and that because I was I watched the show, and I've been really interested in reading the book. And so I recently started going to the library again <laughs> and I was going to get at the library, but my friend was like, let me see. I think I have it. But I ended up getting other books at the library mm-hmm. and I went to go pick up my books and what a uh, book fell that like, was like next to my pile. And what was the book? Gillian Flynn's sharp objects. Wow. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, did I, did I get that book? Like, did I do it? And I was like, and I looked at the name and I was like, nope, I'm all, this is the stuff that you just, I don't, I can't explain, yeah. but it's just was. So yeah, I've, I've been talking about that with some people and some people are just like, oh, I, yeah, I don't know that just whatever. That's just like deja vu or like some oh, weird, Right. right. <laughs> like yeah. what is deja? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like some people would be just like, oh, it's just, you know? Yeah whatever. And but yeah. you were watching it. It was affecting you. Like you were feeling it emotionally. There was something there mm-hmm. and then the book pops out like that's no coincidence.
1: Mm-hmm. And are yeah. you reading the book
0: now or Are you finished, you've read the book or?
1: No, I still haven't had, I still okay. don't have the book, but I think I've, the more I've been talking about it with people, it's, there's some deep stuff in that story. It's very violent. And so I think, there's there's the side of me that maybe has steered clear of tapping into that you know even though I do resonate with with the story parts of it so it's yeah and i think like cuz my you know my name allow the sun it's like yes right. let's you know like let's explore your creative side you know the light your your energy and then there's also like but it's like you can't you know have the light without <laughs> the night and right. So, yeah. So I think that right now that's calling to me. I'm like, okay, going into the deep end.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd love to know more about how you landed on your path of, you know, of stepping into, a I I know that you were saying about like the pandemic. Was this something that was like simmering for a while?
1: Yeah. Well, I think like, I mean, ever since I was young I was super into you know the Ouija board or like me and my friends would have seances like you know it's just I feel like I'm just born into this and I think it's me just finally finally stepping into it and I still am like it's you know I think that I think that for me it was really my path of self-care like finally having true self-care and the, i I had really only had like two tarot readings before I was like, you know what, I think I'm called to this. And that took me a while. I fought it. I fought it for a long time. Like I've always been interested in it, but it scared me. And I was just like, "Mm, I don't know. Until I think one day I finally asked a woman who I I was holding an event and I used to live with my theater company in Brooklyn. And we had like a fun like out market in our backyard where we had people selling stuff. And then we had someone doing tarot reading. And I finally just asked her, I was like, how did you start doing this? And from her telling her, you know, you know, grateful, like graciously telling me her story, I just was like, oh, like, why am I, why have I been fighting this? Like, just do it. And, and like a friend had recommended a deck. And so I, you know, I, I was like, well, that's kind of like, she's giving me a deck. She recommended the decks. I know there's the, like, you know, whatever the tradition of someone needs to give you the deck. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to make her pay for this deck for me. (laughs) Like, it's fine. Like I'll buy the deck. So, and I, you know, I just, I'm still like with, uh, tarot specifically, I'm still learning. I haven't been, I have a really hard time like memorizing things sometimes, you know, even though I've been acting like having to memorize lines, like I'm just like with the cards, I'm like, this is going to be a lifelong journey. I'm like, so I, I still read from the books and I have like three different like tarot books that, and I just feel like the, you know, these, you know, these are from people who've been studying this for so long. Like I just trust their wisdom and their words. And if someone wants to know like my take on it, I of course will, you know, give them more from my, you know, intuitive, you know, what's coming up. But, but yeah, so I think for, for me, the, this, Reading the cards has just been a slow journey for myself and then realizing that other people and my friends that were into it and I was giving them readings and you know I was still letting people you know pick their own card just because I, you know, I do want feel people to feel comfortable because I know like some people, you know, maybe like, well, you're gonna pull the cards, what does that mean? And so I still like to, you know, people are a little hesitant because the thing is is you're not gonna get anything from it. If you don't, you know, if you're skeptical, so it's like, okay, well, like you want to get a message then, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Like I'll, you know, I let, you know, I let people touch my decks and stuff, you know, and I still, I can, I do, you know, energetically I'll feel, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll pull this. But, but I think for me, I, the, yeah, this allow the sun was, yeah, because I, I got laid off for the school that I was working at. I was teaching theater at a school and they, you know, of course the arts always (laughs) the thing to get cut. So I got laid off, but again, I, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to have, you know, the time to, you know, really dive into this other side of myself that I haven't really been giving, you know, or being more open or present maybe about on social media. And then finally just being like, what am I waiting for? <laughs> just do it. And that it doesn't have to be perfect and that it's just going to be a learning experience. I'm just uh, really, really excited to, like I, that I've been getting to practice with other people and that people have been, you know, coming to me for readings and and really resonating with them. And that's, I mean, for ultimately it's like, you know, it was my self-care. So I want, would love to just give that back, you know, Pass that yeah. forward, and I know that when I studied Reiki, I studied with Nicole Hewley, the Glowing Heart Reiki School, and she just mentioned, you know, like, you know, yes, you can practice on yourself, but like, you know, Reiki is like you, you know, it's life force energy. It's like you want to, you want to share that with the other people. You want to pass it on, and so I think that was I, I took that message too with 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 the cards and with you know sharing more about what I do. I took that same principle of just like, you know, like, yeah, it is something that, you know, I'm almost like disservice by not sharing yeah. it with people, if that makes sense.
0: No, it makes a ton of sense. And uh, I know, personally speaking, anyway, it's so easy to get caught up in like, ah, uh, like fear and I, I'm not ready and all of these kind of things that at some point you just have to be like, fuck it. I'm not ready. it. <laughs> like I that's something that came up I did a plant medicine ceremony earlier this year and the one night was all focused around sharing a song because I committed mm-hmm. I was like oh I'll share a song tonight the holy thing was like fuck no I'm not I don't want to <laughs> Hated it and I was sitting in so much like you know pain and like fear and I was like I don't want to do it like it's it makes me want to throw up and then I realized towards the end of the evening it's like you're only ready the only sign that you're ready is when you don't feel ready like, that was like the wisdom that came down like it's so fucking simple it just makes so much fucking sense and you probably know like so intellectually but it likes it dropped in. like you're not you're only ready when you don't
1: feel ready you know what I mean oh like it's got, so true <laughs> You know, you just kind of- it, well, and it's so, I just have to share with you because it's, it's so funny that you say that because you're singing, because I think I had mentioned, well, so we talked, so Karen, we, we've talked about you, us possibly seeing each other soon, yeah. next month, possibly. Yeah. So I think I had mentioned that to other members of Radical Awakenings because I did a little mystical um, night with two of the two members and I had mentioned that I might see you and and the woman, I believe it was her. She was like, she's like, oh, I think I follow her, and I listen to her music on Spotify. I love it. I love her song. I can't, you know. So like, okay. yeah. <laughs> funny. So it's just like you. We just are. There are worst critics. It's right. so like. Frustrating, you know. (laughs) There's like people that are actually like, I don't even, I don't know if you know them. I'll have to, you know, afterwards tell you about like, you know, just like they're, they love your music. So
0: I've only got like four, four listeners on Spotify. So they're one of four.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm one of, no, I
0: love it. I love it. No, yeah. I was, I was thinking too about how you said like you had. A lot of fear going into like stepping into the role of of reading for people. And side note, Chelsea did a reading for me a few months ago, and it was amazing. And like <laughs> she holds such beautiful space. So, but I wanted to know, like, what what was that fear? Like, what was what was the root of that? What were
1: you fearful of? I think so there's like there's so many that it's like I'm trying to like get to the root of it. I'm like, what is it? Because I think it's like everything it's everything in my life you know like it's not just like oh this that has stopped me from doing green it's like it stopped me from trying other things you know I think it's really just I think there's a part of it is like the fear of there's the fear of failure and then there's fear of like there's the judgment so it's that people pleasing always wanting to be liked so there's that there's And then at really just like self-worth, you know, just feeling it in my, like trusting in myself that I know what I'm saying or what I'm doing, you know, and it's, that is like the practice (laughs) for me and the, I've, I've gotten a so much better over the years with meditation. And my dear friend, Delilah, she has taught me a Buddhist chant that she, she studies with like, uh, they're the CGI Buddhism. It's Nam Yang Ho Rengekyo. And um, that has helped me as well, just with the negative self chatter in my head. I think that I grew up a lot with that constantly and learning how to like through breath, through meditation, through the chanting, through movement, you know, yoga, like I have been able to, to really like quiet that a lot more. But I think that, you know, with, with the call with doing the cards, it is a meditation for me. So I have to, you know, like prepping, I have to, I have to be in a space where I am clear of the chat of clear of the negative talk and the chatter and really just trusting it's like when i used to so my theater now is more you know working with communities so i don't do a lot of real performing myself but when i used to perform and finally like when i would memorize the lines and feel you know be on stage with other people you would get it you get in a zone and then you're just you can't even think because you're just in it and so i think for me like that i've been able to now with practice tap into that when i'm when i'm doing you know sessions with folks or doing you know workshops and anything <laughs> and then also having the like positive affirmations there's there was something years ago i think i was only like yeah like you know 20 or something i don't know my friends we were i was living in uh, santa cruz oh, yeah, i used to live in the bay area <laughs> so yeah santa cruz area and we were on the beach, and it was the what's it called, the slack line, you know, where people uh-huh. walk on the, yeah. <laughs> the like tightrope. I don't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and I was with two of my friends, and one of my friends, you know, I was so nervous to even get up on there. And I kept being like, I'm gonna fail, like, I'm, I can't do this, like, I'm, you know, and I had a lot of body, you know, issues. So I'm too big to get on that, you know, like, I can't do that, you know, all this negative like chatter. And then my other friend was like, they were like, well, you know, this friend, you know, who was, was actually kept getting up and doing the tight, doing the um, slack line. And like, really, you know, maybe would fall a couple of times, but was, you know, doing a pretty good job. They were like, she believes that she can do that. She, she's telling herself she knows, and she will do that. She might have to keep trying and like falling down, but she believes she's going to get up there. You don't believe you're already telling yourself that you're not going to do it and you don't believe that you can do it. And it's like, I always go back to that moment. And that was a huge, like, like what? Like, and realizing that, that, oh my gosh, like I'm just, just already kicking myself before, like, I even, even tried. Yeah, like so I. Giving
0: yourself the chance to even.
1: Yeah. Um, you know? yeah. yeah. So, and it, you know, that is definitely a learned path, you know, something that I must have learned childhood growing up, you know, how to protect myself. And so now it's like everything, it's, you know, it's still the voice is still there. I don't know if it'll ever go away, but it's not as loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with the practices, you know, it, it, it really is like, yep,
0: yeah, no, no. <laughs> like, it? yeah, it's like, I don't need you right now. Yeah, <laughs> like you keep me safe in another place and time, you know. Yes, but yeah, I feel that that like what what's that quote that people throw about It's like if you believe you can't, if you believe you can't, you're right. Is that it? Oh, you know. Oh, I don't
1: know. I don't know if I've heard, oh, that, if one. I've heard that one. <laughs> but <laughs> but right? that makes that yeah. That's... you, like <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like that's a know that's way simple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's great though. I don't know who I don't know who said <laughs> that. Or you know, like you see these attributed to like Mark Twain and Roosevelt and like. Oh okay. yeah. Don't you believe you can, or you can't. You're mm-hmm. right. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You're right either way, because yeah, hundred percent, very cool. So I know we spoke earlier about the the book popping out of the library, and <laughs> I wanted to see if there's any other kind of magical moments, synchronicities, like gifts from the universe that you were like, oh my god, this is not a coincidence. This is something mm. that is bigger than me. Something that's mm-hmm. unexplained.
1: Any of those stand out for you? Yeah, I I think again, there's a lot of them. <laughs> and a friend once told me, like, Chelsea, not everything is a sign. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, 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 I get it. I know. So, but no, I think honestly, anytime I'm in, so with with radical awakenings and the when Alexandra Roxo does the like the deep dive. Meditations. I think because I, you know, have a like my theater background, imagination. Like it's really easy for me to go into that space. And over the years, it's just gotten the my my visions when we do the meditation have just gotten so much more vivid. And so I there's been times now where I've seen things in my in my journey that then I have that have either happened or where I've been, tru- I've trusted the vision and then made it happen. So like one that was recent was back in the spring when Alexander was offering a retreat for a small group of, you know, people practiced with her before, you know, I really wanted to go but I was very, you know, nervous and wasn't sure if I was going to be able to afford it. And, you know, you know, again, that self-worth of like, do I really deserve, you know, to go to this right now? You know, and, and then I did one of the meditations and I had a vision in the journeying where I was in like a cave with women holding hands. And after that vision, I was like, okay, I can't fight it. Like I have to go because it was at Zion um, National Park in Utah with, with the caves. And I was just like, I just have to go. And everything about the retreat was just, yeah, one, one synchronicity at time. And it was just, it, it just was perfect. It felt so right. And so healing and affirming. And so, yeah, anything, anything that I get with, with those meditations now, like I, I don't fight it. <laughs> I really don't. Cause I was like that. I don't know how else to explain that, but you know, just seeing that. And the other day I had a dream where I saw this like old pool and I was in water and it was really vivid. And then it was like two days later, I was, um, on a hike upstate New York, a full moon hike. And, um, with my friend Meg and she took us to, there's this old like Cornish estate. So it was this like estate that had been burnt down, but some of it had stayed. And there were these like awesome, like fireplaces, tall fireplaces that had stayed <laughs> from the estate. Mm-hmm. But my friend was like, Hey, Hey, look, there's a pool. And I look and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I was like, that was in my dream. Like that wow. exact, exact like with the setting because I remember in my dream being like that was really cool. It was like in water, but also nature was out that you know yeah. it was around. And I was like, I was just like, oh my gosh. But because I'm used to these, you know, these synchronicities happening, it's more just of like, okay, yeah, I'm affirming
0: something. I don't know what it is, but like that's good. Cool. I saw that picture and that just it looked like yeah. even the real life, obviously I only saw the real life version, but like that looked yeah. like a dream. Like it looked like mm-hmm. it could be in a dream, mm-hmm. and so I totally agree that that's wild. I curious what what do you think that is like? I'm thinking like okay, so there's like there's there's dream Chelsea like doing things and like sending <laughs> a hint to like what is it? The best Chelsea to like yeah. you know like what, where do you stand on like timelines and realities and all of
1: that like.
0: What do you think? Yeah, I'm
1: into it. I mean, I think that it's almost like a synthesis, maybe, like maybe my, my consciousness of all the different, you know, cause I do. So I don't know if this is, yeah, I think this is connected. Well, I, I just recently found out, which is really wild. My mom over <laughs> the years has told me the wrong birth time. <laughs> oh. So, you know, as someone like myself is into astrology, I mean, I don't read charts really well, but like, you know, I know some stuff I was like, Oh my gosh, mom, I know it's only an hour, but that means a lot. (laughs) So so for, for so long, I, I thought I was a Taurus rising, but I'm actually a Gemini rising. So it makes (laughs) a lot of sense of my, just, I, you know, for what I know about gemini of the duel you know kind of fighting yourself and like and but you know also they're the right the storytellers mm-hmm. and they're you thinking
0: know. Like, i'm not like yeah the, the two sides but more the, yeah the the communication and the, the the theater is such a
1: yeah
0: i mean it's a leo thing which is your son mm-hmm. right and yeah
1: like, uh, Aquarius yeah yeah and Ge- and Ge- so aquarius. gemini rising gemini rising leo sun aquarius moon yeah, and so, so yeah. It, I think this, this idea of like, just kind of, I've always felt like I've kind of battled myself, you know, it was just like that, you know, talking earlier with the negative thought pattern. So, I'm all. I think it's just me finally like being in tune and listening, or like trusting in any of the dream, <laughs> Chelsea or visioning Chelsea instead of fighting it. And that that yeah, the past. I don't know. I what I loved about learning about Reiki was when you get deeper into it there, my teacher had mentioned that, you know, that you're, you know, people, you know, are called to Reiki because there's, you know, there's a part of it where you can heal your, your like past self (laughs) or your, or your like younger self Mm -hmm. that you like, are we like sent Reiki to our younger selves? And the fact that like this I that like kind of like makes my brain explode just like that I've already done this in the past or like like <laughs> future past what is it and just really just really kind of going with it and just being like yeah okay well I was meant to do this I mean <laughs>
0: right and there's yeah that again it makes my brain month as well I think you <laughs> that idea of like yeah. there is like there's concurrent versions of yourself or whatever and it's kind of like you're you're in like you're you're in the one now that has like all of these things from before all those decisions mm-hmm. like oh, if there was one decision then you'd be out in this one and there'd be something slightly you know that kind of thing yeah and it's like you can <laughs> then there's like this whole idea of like shifting into uh, that's a bit too <laughs> too much for me I'm like I, I'm still wrapping my head around like the past yeah time, but yeah it's so interesting oh yeah such a, an interesting thing about that too it's like Know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, something really different. yeah. Well, and doing your 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 dream workshop, that was a couple. That was during the pandemic too, right? Yeah.
0: It was. Yeah. yeah. It was summer. Yeah. I didn't, and I
1: did another actually this time last year. Yeah. Oh. So yes. I, yes. That was. I loved that, and I think I think it's one of those things too where I've just kind of been like, oh, I don't know if I want to get into that, and now I'm like, okay, I can't. I have to. Like, it's like in my face all the time now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that's like your that's that's where you get your little nods from the universe you're like
1: mm-hmm.
0: here go to this pool oh mm-hmm. right well, she went to the pool oh, great yeah <laughs> next one yeah. And I love thinking about those things as just purely they can be big and you know life changing I guess you know some mm-hmm. decisions and things that you do but then there's like simple things like oh the pool and the pool brings me yeah. pleasure or whatever I yeah. enjoy the 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 aesthetics of the pool so like oh Thanks Yunus for bringing me to this
1: place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Simple, like
0: things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, no, I know and it's it's always like what was another one. Sometimes it's in writings too. I think I was I was when I was back home this summer in California, I was going through old journals. I actually brought them back with me cuz I was like I had a big idea where I'm like, I'm going to read through all of them and then I'm going to make a whole post. And I'm like, I haven't done any of that yet, but I did read, I did read through one of them and it was talk. and I had a postcard of Paris. And because when I was in high school, I was obsessed with Amelie and I was like, I want to, I'm going to, I'm like, I, every time my teachers would be like, what are you going to do after high school? I'm like, I'm going to move to Paris and be Amelie. And they were like, what the hell? Like, shut up. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I never did it. But then I finally like I I so I remember writing about wanting to go to Paris, like da-da-da. And then, you know, in the summer, what after I graduated from my grad program, my dear friend Ashley and I, we traveled together and we went to Paris. And I got to ha- spend like a lot of time there. And so it was one of those things where I was like, I wrote this down. Like I've been taught, you know, writing this out and manifesting this for a while. And it happened. Like I went. And I think that the more I've looked in old journals, like oh, so many of the things that I've written will will either happen or just or manifest. And what I'm learning is that it will manifest in different ways. It's yeah. um, so like with the retreat that we did with, or that I did with Alexandra, like I had wrote, and you know over the years, like I want to hold a women's retreat where we you know talk about women who were with the wolves, and you know all these different things. And I realized I was like, I'm on this retreat. Like that retreat that I'm talking about, I'm not leading the retreat, but I'm on it. Like it's coming in different ways. And so that was another big, like, oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cause it's never like the way you expected. It's always, it's usually better, isn't it? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: have a funny story like that actually. So I went to California in 2009, in the summer of 2009 and did like the whole Irish student going and partying and just like and that was my life that time and and working and uh, and getting some experience actually I had an internship as well as <laughs> I was like overseeing we doing it all anyway yeah I, I went there, like traveled around a bit did like San Francisco and Bay Area and Vegas and Los Angeles and everything and I don't remember this happening or saying this at all but my dad said that when I when he picked me up at the airport when I came back apparently I said like I'm going back to California right after i graduate like as soon as possible and he told me this like only a couple of years ago that he remembers me saying that but like i finished school on a friday in september 2011 and the following friday i was on a flight to san francisco to oh my gosh like i Mm -hmm. i I didn't even know that i had wanted you know i (laughs) never wanted that but i was like apparently i said it out loud to my dad and then yeah like i made it happen it's wild (laughs) like it is things even if you kind of don't think it at the time you know
1: oh yeah exactly yeah like there's times I forget you know I forget I was like oh yeah I did or little story I used to write little stories all all the time growing up so like yeah I've I think I've read some back before and been like oh I've kind of done that like actually I'm in New York right now like that's weird you know like I had like yeah you just forget like all you know every little thing when you're, you know, when you're, I just, yeah, I, I work with kids. Like, I love kids. Like, I just love the imagination and, you know, there is, it is, you know, the possibilities, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and then a lot of, you know, they just, they just try things and say, you know, all the things they're thinking in their heads. And (laughs) I just love that. I love being around that energy. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It like reminds me to be like, yeah, get, you know, just, Don't need to be so serious all the time. Be creative.
0: It's such a Leo, like the <laughs> Leo thriving in that environment too, with kids and creativity. It's just such a Leo thing. Amazing. I want to ask as well about your sobriety journey or sober curious journey, which is something that I know that you share a lot about on social media and that's something that's close to your heart. So tell me about that.
1: Yeah, that's another, again, like you know, just perfect timing in my life. So Ruby Warrington, I believe she wrote a book called Sober Curious. And over the years when I was in Moon Club, she would invite me and, in, in, you know, or post on social media about the Sober Curious events. I think back then it was called Club Soda with Biet Simkin. So I I went to a couple and I just, it really was so great to see the, this community of people like again, talking about things that I'm interested, you know, the energy and doing breath work and embodiment work and having cards and, and doing it all, you know, not, not drinking alcohol or any drugs. And I, I just was like, Oh, whoa, well, like I can actually have a good time and not have to be drunk to do that. And I think, So that was kind of like my first step into it, but I still, you know, it didn't actually like make me want to be sober. I just was like, oh, it could, it's possible. It wasn't until I was in my last year of my grad program and I had to do my thesis project and uh, you know, it was just a really stressful time of my life. Those three years in school, like working full time and doing the the program and I just found myself a ways to unwind was going out and, you know, having drinks and, you know, there was definitely fun times we, you know, doing karaoke to kind of release and sing and like (laughs) release the stress. But I think I knew it was just some, something was telling me just that I've, that, you know, I have used alcohol for years as I think it was something that kept me out of my head. I think that, you know, I think that it was, you know, something that just, it quieted my negative self-chatter. It was something that I just used to, to help me. Like, I thought, I thought it made me more social. I think I, it made me, I thought I was like, oh, I'm, I'm. I can be, you know, like if I am drunk, people laugh at me, or I'm funny, or I'm like the life of the party kind of vibe. I think that was my like, you know, party Chelsea was like, oh, you know, like like getting drunk, let's go skinny dip somewhere, you know, like just that kind of wild like side that like I think that you know it was I don't regret a lot of it, but you know there it I don't think over the years it didn't serve me, you know, like I think there was a time and place, but I just kept using alcohol as something to unwind. And so for my for my thesis year, that was the same uh year that Ruby's book came out. And so with her book, there was a hundred-day reset where you didn't drink for a hundred days. And I was like, you know what? I I think it was that holiday season, because it came out in Jan, yeah, like the January 1st of 2019. And that holiday season, I think I got really drunk too, like over the holiday weekend. And I think I like fell over and I just was like, what am I doing? Like, And I was like, you know what? I'm getting that book. And so I got the book and I was like, I'm doing it. Like I'm doing the hundred days. And it's, you know, I'm very like, once I put my mind to something, I usually am like, I'm sticking to it. And I did, and I did it. I I didn't drink throughout my whole thesis project, writing my thesis, graduating. And I feel so grateful for that. And then it was, you know, after the hundred days, I kind of took it slow, but then, you know, I had just graduated plan the trip to Europe. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I just, I'm just going to see, you know? And so I did, I did start drinking again. And honestly, it did change my relationship to it. I don't think I, I needed to drink as much, you know, cause like I, I, there are times, you know, I was drinking every night, like, you know, drinking wine, mostly, but, you know, it was an, it was an everyday thing for me. So I think that once, so after that, it was really like, I didn't have to, you know, it was like, I could go out or do something, you know, for an event, but I didn't really need to drink like every day. But then when the pandemic hit, and I think that I just, I used it as a way to escape the reality of what was happening, <laughs> you know, and the stress that, like, I don't think I was allowing myself to really like work through yeah. it, like embody it. Like, I just instead, I just was like, nope, I'm just gonna, you know, start. I had like a really awful ritual of like starting out like drinking, you know, white clogs, and then drinking, you know, like it was just I had like a whole, it was like ritual. It's like it's a ritual for me, yeah. and it was, and so I got to a point. Again, where I was like, "What am I doing? Like, am I gonna like really make myself sick? Like, it was becoming like I think a health issue for myself." And 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 then again, Ruby came out with a workbook for her hundred for with a hundred day reset, in this year twenty twenty one and. I was like, all right, I'm doing it again. Like, let's do it. And so I did the workbook and I told my, and one thing that Ruby, you know, has said about her, her journey was sober curious as that she, you know, it really has taken her like years to, you know, to go, you know, to still reevaluating, you know, her relationship with alcohol. And I think I was like, you know, Chelsea, you need more than a hundred days. Like you need to set the year. And you know, my, I have a friend too, as well that had in the past, you know, had tried doing something for a year. And I was like, you know what? Like, just, just do it. Like you need to. And so, yeah, it's been my journey this year. So it's almost been, it'll be, yeah, (laughs) it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, long, long story, but that's, yeah, that's my journey. And I am, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I have all these other practices that I can fall back on. And, and uh, I think without those communities, like without the, you know, radical awakenings and then, you know, just friends that I've create you know, still circle and do rituals with and, and, and being a part of Ruby sober curious community on Facebook and, you know, trying to be active in that as well. Like I've I've been able to, to to continue the journey. And I do, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts (laughs) and I read, like, I think for me, it's like taking more information in and hearing other people's stories gets me through. Russell Brand, man, Russell Brand has been huge for me. I, he, he is such an inspiration in his journey and the way that he um, talks about sobriety. I just, I really, that's really helped as well. Yeah.
0: (laughs) interesting like he's so interesting to listen to just the the way he articulates things just is so so special I think like him yeah I'm curious like about how if any if you've seen any um, correlation between like reducing the drinking and your connection to spirit or like the work that you're doing is there anything there is anything up there
1: yeah I mean I want I did wonder like going back to like dream Chelsea. You know, when I stopped drinking like, oh man, and my dreams were were coming strong. Mm. So I do think it it cut off my it I think, you know, drinking cut off that part of myself. So I think I think there is definitely a big correlation to like more of the the, you know, visions or things coming up. It's like I I think I'm able to to take them in more or like hear that I don't know. Like, I mean, I was, I, cause I was, I was introduced, you know, doing all this work, tapping into my, you know, embodiment intuition. Like I was still drinking heavily through it. And I think that, so this, yeah, it has been a journey being like, oh, okay. Like I'm constantly being like, all right. Is it because the pandemic? Is it because I'm not drinking? Is it because like what what are the things? you know, anytime something new is popping up for me, any kind of emotion or you know, experience now, I am like really kind of trying to dissect it and be like, okay, like, feel into it. What is? and what is it? But yeah, I think that I think that even though I think it was scary for me to not have the alcohol to fall back on when maybe emotions were stronger and I didn't want to feel it. I think that, but I've over the, this time I've learned that actually the, the pain or the, any of the emotions that I would have when I was drinking would feel just worse. And it was like, I just, I think I was relishing in that. I think I was like, I'm going to live in this pain and I'm going to make it worse with the drinking, even though I thought it was making it better, but I think I knew it wasn't. So now it's like, when I feel emotions coming up, it's like, you know, especially with the work with Alexander of like being able to cry. Like I, for years I didn't cry, you know, I really think I pushed down tears for so long and it wasn't till doing embodiment practice that I was like, oh, let it out. So like, now I just like, I just let tears come. I try to like work through the emotions and they, it, it's like, I do it and then it's done. Yeah, you know, or a feeling happens or, you know, I mean, I do, I do think that it does manifest in different ways though. Like I definitely have been, I use, you know, I've noticed it's not just alcohol. Like it's like, you know, I've used you know, food for comfort and, you know, that is something that I'm more, you know, have been working on as well. So I'm realizing that it's like, okay, yes, alcohol was, you know, part of the, like that addiction, like personality, but it's like it's not just alcohol, like there's other things in my life that I have to be like, okay, let's reevaluate my relationship with <laughs> with, you know, social media, with whatever it is, it's like anything that I'm just using to try to not feel.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a never ending journey. I feel like once you get onto like healing or spirituality, mm-hmm. like that can't really go back <laughs> yeah. I have to keep going no yeah like, I can't like turn it off like there's been so many times where I'm just like I just want off like can I get off the train I don't yeah to, I don't want to do it <laughs> like, it's too because sometimes it's painful I know,
1: you know oh my gosh life. and uh you're yeah. so right you're so right I, I I think I talk about that a lot with my friends just being like what if I just didn't think about the, you know certain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that's just not who I am, you know? So I know
0: that you went on a trip, obviously pre-COVID, to your ancestral homeland, Ireland, mm-hmm. which is, I think, another reason why we vibe as well. Like, <laughs> that's where I'm from, and that's where I'm currently located. But yeah, tell me about that and what it was like to be back in where your family's from.
1: Yeah, I'd never been to Europe, so this was that was my first time. And my mom... So my mom's side of the family, my mom was born in England in Hanslow. So, so that was a place I was like, I really want to go to England. So that was the first stop. So, and you know, I heard all the stories growing up from my grandma about, you know, her time there. And, you know, she just, she had so many stories, probably why I'm like, I, she like pretty much raised me. So, (laughs) or part of raising me, spent a lot of time with her growing up and she's, And so it was her mom who is, so my great grandma is from Ireland and the McKillicuddy reeks or mountains. (laughs) I'm not sure like what exact part. And it was, I actually didn't know that until I was in um, England where I got to meet my great uncle, so her brother, and he's the, I think, only living um, relative on her, her side now. She had like a bunch of sisters and um, and brothers, but he, so he was gracious enough to like show me all these old pictures. And he's the one who told me that his mom, you know, was from the McKill- McKillicuddy uh, Reeks and that he, him um, and his son tried to go there to claim land, <laughs> And they were like, "Get away, Brits!" Like, what are you trying to do? No, <laughs> like, he's like trying to be like, "No, but my name like is there." <laughs> like, it was
0: hilarious. Know, like, it's it's funny. I was just there this past weekend. Actually, I know, or this past week. Um, and like, it's it's just such a, an area of unspoiled beauty, you know.
1: No, I love that you were there. I love it. And I was like, yeah, I had to comment and be like, but that's, that's like one, that's, yeah, my next, you know, when I go to Ireland again, that's where I have to go. Cause I, cause I didn't know until, because it was a weird, it was weird timing. Like I think I was in, or maybe did I know I, or I was in Dublin when I went to Ireland. I was staying with my um friend, uh, dear friend, Stephanie, mentor and friend, Stephanie. And so she's, she's in Dublin. And so she, w- but she had recommend that me and Ashley go to Hope, which is on, on the coast. And so we, that was like an hour train ride from Dublin. And that was just so magical. And another synchronicity was that we were walking on like, the stone or cement like path and I looked down on on the path and my name was carved yes. <laughs> on the path, Chelsea. yeah, I took no a picture no of it. And <laughs> um, those are the pictures where like you know I'm standing ahead at my friend Ashley, like of course in my all-wheel glory, like take a picture like on the on the you know. on the water my hair my hair is longer Um, I was just like (laughs) yeah the hair
0: flowing oh my god it was just like someone kind of like wrote it in themselves or was there some kind of like
1: yeah like it it was just cemented in you know how when you're when the cement you know when it's um wet you can write stuff just my name spelled you know and I was like
0: and someone had told you to go visit here right yeah
1: yeah 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 to be there yeah yeah So, you know, even though I didn't get to, you know, explore other parts of Ireland, like the coast, you know, more of Ireland, like I got to go, I, that was the one quick little trip that, you know, got to do. And that was so magical. And then just even the park, there's a park in Dublin that, you know, I spent time in and the trees, like, I just, I can totally like, I was like, oh, I could definitely just like lay under this tree forever. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) I was going to say there's a lot to be said for like a good tree like mm-hmm. a tree that you resonate and like sitting with it like this is probably oh, yeah. like if, if I was on my own podcast and I asked myself <laughs> what do you want to talk about that <laughs> nobody wants to talk about it. I'm like the fucking trees <laughs> like sometimes <"What laughs> they talk to you
1: <laughs> yes well I do have one of the decks the Celtic tree oracle yes that's another thing there's just there's so much to learn like and my yeah and my so my friend Stephanie who you know is in who's you know, in Ireland, she gave me actually I have it by my bed, but she gave me this tarot deck, the Druid craft tarot. I can't remember if I used this when I gave you a reading, but yeah. so yeah, this is all the Celtic and Druid, you know, stories. Yeah. So, so that's been really fun to dive, dive into, into that with the cards. But yeah, I just, I'm, think it's just really important, you know, that within my practice that I'm using you know right stuff from my and you know that I'm tapping into that into that and it I can I do I once I really have once I've been diving into learning more like I I think it's just made it more you know powerful and magical
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and leaning into that for your own practice and your what you share with the world is so important I think so we can kind of get on we can get you know attached onto things that are not necessarily ours but like i think yeah. when they're done with respect or you know with permission or what have you but then when when you can touch into that's such a recent connection too that you have to that place and i like mckillicuddy reeks and like canarney is like my favorite place almost <laughs> in the whole world definitely <laughs> place. so like that's face, like from my point of view so like you have that in you which
1: is yeah awesome. so crazy so yeah like, yeah I know it's, it's really, yeah, it's really special. And I think that going back to like the storytelling, like I was thinking about how, like, how it is so important in the family to have someone that is continuing the the stories and the and talking about, you know, your, your ancestors, because I think that for, for me, like a lot of, a lot of these stories, it's like, I'm just finally now hearing them, you know, because I think it's just maybe there, you know, there's some pain there, there's some, you know, there's the history. So you don't really want to talk about everything, you know, like families don't want to go there. And I think that, I think that, yeah, like I've really had to kind of search that out (laughs) for myself. And I just had this epiphany of like being like, you know, like I can be that maybe bridge or that, you know, the, that like, let's go there, let's talk about this, because I want to know more about the people that came before me. That's another topic, you know, if I want to yeah. talk about, let's talk about, yeah, it's like, this is the time, <laughs> the ancestors. We'll do another, yeah.
0: we'll do
1: another yeah. ancestor episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh.
0: Great. Thank you so much. I want to give you a chance to share if you have any upcoming events or oh. your offerings for the folks listening, so please tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I'm offering readings. If you're in the New York area, I can do readings like at a park and um, or a reggie sessions. I think that's more like at someone's house, <laughs> if you know, safely. And then and then yeah, or online readings as well. I'm at Allow the Sun on Instagram, allowthesun.com, the Allow the Sun at Gmail, all the <laughs> the same. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, so much, so much, Chelsea, for coming on and having a chat. Thank you so much, Karen. I loved that conversation and I hope you enjoyed it too. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, you can find Chelsea on the internet at, at allow the Sun or allowthesun.com. And that's it. Until next time, friends, take care. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you liked the podcast, I invite you to subscribe and or leave a rating or a review. That would be so awesome and helpful. And I would be so grateful. And if you know someone you think would be a great guest for the podcast, link us up. Send me a message on Instagram at deepsouldive. That's it. See you next time, folks. Thanks for listening.